Welcome to The Home Medic. You are listening to the series on water conservation at your house. Welcome to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital, and McKay Tautu here to help you do all of the above. And conserve water. Voice of happiness. Conserve <laughs> water this time around. You ever try to conserve water in, in your lifestyle? I really do. I always try and conserve water. As we try it, what I find is that in many cases, all of us are well-meaning and we try to, to conserve water, but... Quite often, our efforts are directed at little water savings when there's huge water savings that are available. That we That's don't think what I want to learn today. So first off, and we just finished recording the one on drainage, but uh, if you have a sprinkler system, and many of us do, best way to conserve water is to make sure that none of those sprinkler systems or none of those sprinkler heads are geysers. Right. You know, you can lose thousands of gallons of water while you're trying to save one gallon of water at the toilet. So, also, making sure that you winterize them so that you don't have any broken lines in the spring and summer because that can cause a lot of problem before you know it's there. Yeah, and winterizing can be a number of things in the uh, in the sprinkler system category. It can be having drains at the bottom of them. can be having the sprinkler lines low enough so they're below frost lines so they're not going to bust. It can be simply inspecting your sprinkler system in the spring and not just assuming that it's in good shape because it never is. Those systems are never in good we shape. We are replacing heads all the time, I swear. Yeah, they get hit by the lawnmower. Maybe somebody kicks them accidentally with their feet, whatever it is. Maybe something busts with ice. That's definitely one of the biggest potential water savings that we can do. Okay, so where else? Now, let's assume that uh, our listener is in, I don't know, let's go for Georgia. Okay, Georgia. And they get enough rain, they don't need sprinkler systems. Right. So they're thinking, okay, sprinkler systems, I don't care. What can I do to conserve water? The first one I want to cover is you can always go with the low flow shower heads. Oh. And a low flow is defined currently as being two and a half gallons per minute or less. How's the pressure? And those are actually helpful. They help with pressure. If you've got a low pressure system, mm-hmm. let's say that... You know, around here, I like to tell people that 40 to 90 PSI from the street is a good range. Okay. If you're below 40, there will be parts of your plumbing system that suffer. But let's say that you're down near that range, or maybe you're uh, you're at 35, or your city water system has a weakness of some sort. In that case, you've actually got to go with a low flow in order to get wet in the shower. But these shower heads work well. I don't know if I have one. You'll have to come look. That's always doable. Next up, we have toilets. There are toilets that use a very small amount of water. And of course, toilets are actually one of the highest use items in the house on a routine basis. Yes, I would agree with that. I looked at the statistics once and I believe toilets are are in the range of uh, 25 to 30 percent as far as water use. Are you serious? That's a lot. Yeah. And then the washer is actually a little bit less than that. So my washer only uses seven gallons of water. Only seven gallons. To wash a whole lot. Okay, your washer does. Uh-huh. Okay, you threw me. The My toilet, toilet should, should does not use, use seven gallons. That. My washing machine. <laughs> and the, the washing machine is actually another one of those those items, but if you want to go with a better toilet, 
you can get one that's a half or a full flush, and that's going to save a little bit of water. And that's just the guts of the toilet. Sorry, right. I'm a girl. Okay, sorry, no offense to girls. But so that's just the guts of the you toilet. Just offended girls. I know. Everywhere. Sorry, it's just that I don't care about toilets in my girlhood. But got it. Yeah, Europe. I understand they pay a lot more attention to toilets. If you really want to waste a lot of water, here's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes water will just leak into the bowl when the seal is not good? Uh-huh. You can lose so much water that way. And that fix is going to be about $5 for a new seal, mm-hmm. but it's got to be placed actually up into the tank. And those seals are going to go bad about every five years. That's really good to know because I really do feel like we're replacing that. Uh I mean, I guess it really is only every five years, but I just thought that they should last forever. (laughs) Yeah, you would think. And if you've got treated water, that can affect the the age of the seal as well. Okay. Sometimes you'll see those and you you pull those out. And by the way, the tank itself is clean water. You know, it's okay to put your hands in that. I don't know about me being willing to put my hand down on the bowl, even if it looks clean, but the tank, you can put your hands right down in there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that seal needs to be checked. If you see that leak start to happen, you're losing so much more water than you can possibly conserve in other categories. Okay. So we've, we all turn the water off when we brush our teeth. We've covered the shower. We've covered the toilet. We've covered the washing machine. We've covered the sprinklers. Where else? Kitchen sink. Okay. So the kitchen sink, I guess it's common for a lot of us to want cold water when we drink oh, some water. Oh, I know where you're going. I am guilty of this. Yeah, so you, so you, let you it turn run. it on, you let it run, you try and get the cold water. Yeah. Obviously, it's nice if you got one of those coolers actually in your fridge because then that water comes out cold and you're not even going to the kitchen mm-hmm, sink. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, one of the suggestions is that you actually fill up a pitcher and put that in the fridge and then you can pour... Your then cold you, glass of water. Yes, then you have cold water or hot water. You have to let it run. True. Yeah, I guess that could be uh, fill it up and then throw it in the microwave, right? I'm not microwaving my water. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Okay, what else? We've got don't rinse with the faucet running. and I've been guilty of this. Uh, oh, dishes? Yeah, you can actually put a bowl in there or a plug in there and use that as your pool only, of water. Only a guy would think put a bowl in there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. In many cases, you know, you got the older homes that either doesn't have a sink plug or it doesn't work anymore. And so in those sorts of cases, you can throw a large bowl in there. Just use your dishwasher. Oh, I guess you should have a good dishwasher too. Yeah. My mother-in-law and uh, you know, my lovely wife, she follows the example of my mother-in-law. She would actually get soap out and she would wash the dishes then put them in the dishwasher. So do you just run it like on a sterilize? No, she would run a full load. And her thinking process was, if I put them in clean, then I know they'll come out clean. Okay. And uh, That means you have a crappy dishwasher. Yeah. I did tell her <laughs> once, if you're going to put them in clean, you might as well put, her, put them in the cupboard. And boy, did I get... Uh, uh, and that was in your early years where you yeah. didn't know to qu- not to question women. Yeah, okay. never... Yeah. <laughs> we have our ways. Guys, don't say that. Did you get dinner? Was it on a clean plate? Yes. Then mind your own beeswax. <laughs> there we go. But that does fit in the category of saving a little bit of water. And I guess this is up to everybody to decide what uh, level of rinsed uh, dish needs to be before it can go into the... So it's just common sense. It's thinking of these areas. I think the the thing that I've learned most is the appliances that we have, making sure that we have water-efficient appliances. There is one more. What is it? The dishwasher itself. Oh, that's right. Run it full. Run it full? Right. 
So oh, run it full. I okay, got it. Yes, of course. That's not a problem in my family. There's a hundred people. Yeah, they fill up way too fast. For some of us, like let's say that maybe someday you'll be an empty nester, like mm-hmm. moi. Uh, then the dishwasher fills up a lot more slowly. That's why she rinses them first, so it's not crusted on there. There you go. I will still give her grief just because no. I enjoy doing it. Okay, McKay. I thought uh, he was smarter than master that. Master of your mansion. I think we're conserving water in this mansion today. Is that right? Yes. How does yours look? Well, if I'm conserving water, I'm in Arizona. Okay. And, oh my gosh, I actually live with my friend who lives in the most beautiful house in Mesa I've ever seen in my whole life. Anyway, I have all efficient appliances. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Heidi is so much better at this than me. Yeah. She must lay around and really dream about her mansion. Well, if you're living in Arizona, you, do you have Xeriscape outside the house? Do I have, oh, land, landscaping? Right. Oh, no, because I have to have a little tiny bit of grass little just bit so of grass. I feel alive. Just, okay. So she's got that much at her mansion. HomeMedicUSA.com. That is your mansion. You, McKay, are master <laughs> of it, and you, the listener. You're like, you're the only one who wants it. <laughs> are also becoming master of your mansion. We've got one more segment where we're going to talk about outdoor-related issues as relates to conservation, water conservation. Again, more information, homemedicusa.com. Be yourself because only McKay gets to live in Arizona. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. McKay Tattoo. Hello, Garth. We are going to talk about water conservation outdoors. Now, the first thing we ought to cover is I'm thinking, okay, this is perhaps not as good an example of how to keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital because we're talking about water conservation outdoors. Mm-hmm. So first, let's cover that base. Obviously, saving money from water outdoors obviously keeps money in the wallet, Right. Right. Now, let's figure out how not saving money puts our family in the hospital, or how how not saving water puts our family in the hospital. Yeah, tell me. What are you thinking? I'm wondering what is in your head. scenario came to mind here. Here's what's happening. So we have a sprinkler system that's outdoors, and we're not paying attention to it, and we have a geyser. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe if we're in Arizona, we don't have a sprinkler system. We're xeriscaping, and we've got rainstorms that happen once every 20 years. And they're massive. And they're massive. And that water is going right next to the foundation where it goes either into the basement or the crawl space. And then we've Ah. got mold. And Mm -hmm. now the mold is, uh, that's where the kids are. And the kids now have mold issues. And they just went to the hospital. Man, you did that fast. I think that works, right? It totally worked. Okay. Justified our opening statement. Let's go a little further. So let's talk about sprinkler systems themselves. You got the timer boxes. You've got to, that you got to stay on top of. You got the sprinkler placement. You've got uh, the soil materials itself, and then and then there's the xeriscaping. Mm-hmm. These are all opportunities for us to either save or waste water. So when you say xeriscaping, you're talking the, just rocks. There's no true landscaping with anything that needs to be watered. Well, well, I mean, there might be a palm tree or... I guess that depends on what the definition of true landscaping is. I mean, to me, xeriscaping is landscaping with stuff that doesn't require... Got it. ...water. Okay. Or at least that does require whatever levels of water occur naturally and locally. Okay. So even when you're xeriscaping, you've got to be mindful of the way the water is flowing around your house on a natural level. Right, because there will always still be rainstorms, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's start with sprinkler systems themselves. Uh, one of the best ways to save water, 
And we already talked briefly in the previous segment about making sure that your sprinkler system doesn't have a geyser. Mm-hmm. There are other ways. For example, I often see at the home inspections I do where you have somebody that is watering for an hour per line every day. Oh, that's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. What do you think is perfect? And it's going to depend a little bit on how big an area you're doing. Obviously, if you're watering you know, a full acre on one line, you... I might need to adjust for that. But generally, the recommendations are that you go more time, less often. Okay. So half an hour every other day? So, yeah, half hour. Depending if you're watering a small area with a lot of sprinklers, it might be a half hour. Or it might be more like 40, even 50 minutes if you've got a huge area. And is that like every third day or every other day? If you really want a well-trained yard, you can go twice a week. Really? Yeah. Okay. What that's going to do, because you're watering less often and more volume, the water is going to hit the grass. It's going to go down. It's going to sink into the soil further. Better for the root system. So, yeah, then you've got the roots that are actually going down, you know, three, four, five, six inches following that water. Mm -hmm. By contrast, if you're watering shallow, then the roots are going to be all on the surface where the water is. And then come August... There's nothing you can do to make that lawn look good because the top inch or two is just going to be baked and you and can't water yeah, enough. by noon it's baked. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you got that sort of scenario, yeah, you're, you're going to have a poor looking lawn. Mm-hmm. So rule of thumb there is at your sprinkler timer box, make sure that you're watering deeper, mm-hmm. less often. Okay. Three times a week. Not every other day, three times a week. All right. And your sprinkler timer boxes, at least the newer ones, are capable of doing that. Uh, you know, they're capable of doing every other day, too. But three times a week is better. Give your sprinkler system Sunday off. Okay. The day of rest. The day of rest. <laughs> you can also, one way to, to actually save water outdoors as well is to improve your soil. Oh, So let's say that you have, and I have this in my home as well, let's say that you have a very sandy soil. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen? The water is going to hit that sand and it's just going to drain away. Mm -hmm. And the roots, you know, it's it's not going to be available. What you and I can do in the area that we live in, we can go to the local sewer treatment plant and they have this stuff. It's recycled poop. It's so amazing though. The black dirt. It is very amazing. It retains soil so much better. You spread that over your yard, and now you've got a material that inhibits the evaporation and retains the water down below. But this is something you'd have to, like, pull up your grass and do. No. You can actually spread it right over. What? You can actually throw it on. You can you can do it as roughly as throwing it on with a bucket, or you can. And your grass will come up through it. Yeah, the grass will come up through it. Do you it. promise, Garth? I have seen it done. Okay. I know a guy who's actually in charge of this program at the state, and he's got a home where his grass is five shades greener than all of his neighbors. And he just puts like what <clears throat> half an inch on top. An inch? Yeah, and he doesn't even use that much science to it. He'll just throw a bucket out, and then he'll just kind of rake it around. You do want to have the grass blades peeking up through the stuff as you're done. Mm -hmm. But as you do that, yeah, that's going to save a lot of water, too, because it doesn't have to be watered as often. And as you do it every year, you're creating a better foundation. Yes, you are. Yay. Okay, good. Okay, and then we've got the sprinkler placement. Uh, As the home inspector, I'll often see where sprinkler placement is all kinds of wrong. 
Uh, maybe you've got sprinkler heads. Maybe somebody ha- actually had a dry spot, so they'll go run another sprinkler head to that spot. And there'll be another dry spot, so they'll run another one. And then as conditions change, you'll a- actually have one particular spot in the lawn being watered five times by this hocus-pocus sprinkler system. Mm. Obviously, this is wasting water. Two, you want your sprinkler heads uh, that spray two but not beyond the neighboring sprinklers. And don't spray the house. Don't spray the house. If you have learned anything from the home medic, it is called do not spray your house with water. Thank you for that. Somebody told me once that I was the drainage Nazi. Seriously. But I have faith in you and I have had proof. Okay. And then we talked about enhancing the soil from the treatment plant. We talked about Z-rescaping. And I know that you're not a huge fan of Z-rescaping directly, but... It can be really pretty. In that border between the uh, the house and where the yard should begin, or the grass should begin, mm-hmm. you may or may not choose to Z-rescape there. No, Z-rescape to me means zero. But you can always choose less. You know, some shade of gray. Or you've taught me things about using specific plants that don't require a ton of water. You could actually use native plants that grow with whatever level of rain. Like sagebrush. How pretty. Sagebrush. There you go. Let's go with (laughs) sagebrush. Like, what is native that you wouldn't know about? Anyway. No, I, I totally hear you. I learned that, and I'm grateful. Okay. More information, homemedicusa.com. <laughs> yes, there will be, at the bottom of, of this page where we're talking about drainage, there will be discussions about other ways that you can save water, be responsible, conserve all things uh, related to Mother Earth, and reduce your footprint. So that'll be there, and then we'll have the videos, etc. Again, homemedicusa.com. Your mansion, McKay, has... Uh, is it Z-Rescaped? No. No? Okay. It definitely has landscaping. But I have had this amazing, who was probably really good looking too, landscaper come and lay my sprinkling system. Uh-huh. And my sprinklers are the perfect amount apart, and we only run it three times a week. And my yard is amazing. And I have found some indigenous plants to put close by that do not include sagebrush. Master of her mansion. And you, the listener, now master of yours. Oh, you got more to say. Keep going. No, no, I'm good. All right. Finally, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Hi, this is Julian McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Julie, have you ever, like, really been mad at somebody? Me? Never. <laughs> Have you ever needed had the need to forgive someone and get rid of those feelings of contentment? Oh, maybe once or twice. Okay. Well, I have the solution for you. We have an amazing doTERRA oil called Forgive. And forgiveness, the lack of forgiveness holds us back from being successful and from being able to accomplish the things that we can to our true potential. So this is an amazing, amazing oil. Then it also counteracts negative emotions of anger and guilt, which... That's a hard thing to live with. And we all go through things like this. If you would like to know more about the doTERRA oil forgive, let us know. Reach out to us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.